0: you turn in your Bibles with me to the book of uh, Psalms, Psalm chapter 27. It's funny that um, the message that the Lord has put on my heart today is more of a reflection, a prophetic reflection about his goodness and what that means for us in a very deep way. And... um, honey you can sit this right here just give it to me thank you cuz people are going to come for communion thank you honey and i my oldest brother um who is i think he's 12 years older than me 13 so he's really old he he uh he was tested positive for covid so he went to the hospital and they're giving him plasma he said that he would report as to whether his hair turns orange uh, at some point because he's pretty sure that this is the same type of stuff that was given to our president. But uh, my other brother called me, and it's since my brothers are older. When I was growing up, you know, when I was younger and you know, doing things, raising a family, I never really heard from these guys. But now that they're both retired, I mean, it's it's just a different thing. <laughs> And I said, guys, well, I'm not retired, so I'm not retired. So I don't have the option to, to talk a lot every day. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, I was talking to this middle brother of mine, and we were discussing some of the ways that God had led this congregation and the way he transformed my life and subsequently all of our lives and it was kind of interesting to hear kind of this reflection down memory lane coming from him because you know he was telling me something that I already knew that pretty much my siblings thought I had gone round the bend when we went down the pathway that we we've been led by the Lord to follow and I've just listened and um but we had a nice conversation. Um, I'm grateful for what God has done and for what he's given and for the, the fact that we can testify over the years of the fruitfulness that God has given because you and I chose to follow what God was offering us. And the the hundreds and, dare I say, thousands of people around the world that are mobilized in the the walk as an intercessor and the walk of the saints, especially in these days that we're living in, how desperately is that needed? And I, I'm very grateful to the Father for this. And it, it caused me to think back to the the early days of this transition and what God put in my heart to seek for, for, for months, not really knowing what it, what it is that he was eventually going to do, but just knowing that it was an invitation from him. And I, I reflected on the way that so many of you uh, walked along that same pathway, joyfully, gladly, and uh, those that God has added over the years. And I, I, I'm I so grateful to the Lord for that. But let me read this passage. Let's read this passage of Scripture, Psalm 27 spent a lot of time in Psalm 27. Earlier this year, remember we were talking about how God revealed uh, a rhema about the Lord is my light, my salvation, whom shall I fear? And i I memorized and said this every day for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. But here at the end of this chapter, beginning at verse 11, teach me thy way, O Lord, lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted, unless I had believed, Aman, to see the goodness, Tob, of the of Yahweh in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the plan of God. What a wonderful scripture! And God just kept. Reiterating that to me since late Friday night, all day yesterday, you heard Kate, Katie talk about how last night she asked what I was speaking on, and I said the goodness of the Lord, and she said, well, that's the song that God has just been talking to me about all day. And, and so that was a confirmation, but the goodness of the Lord is really a unique thing because it's our old friend, Tobe. Uh, transliterated T-O-W-B. And early on when God began to talk to us about this, he said very clearly that Tob is the eternal and purpose perfect purpose from God. It's what he intended from the beginning. It's what he is. And that is absolutely true. Eternally, that's true. And we followed that particularly in alignment with how we were seeking after what God's purpose was, and that we were were not going to embrace the raw of the enemy. And subsequently then God began to expound over the years about what the saint's mission is and how we are partnering with God as intercessors and as prophetic uh, points of obedience to welcome what his original purpose was in different scenarios and different nations and certainly in people's lives. And so it's a perfect marriage to be a saint who is seeking after the restoration of what God originally wants and to recognize that that is encapsulated in, in Tob in the Old Testament. Now, the thing about Tob here is that I had fainted unless I believed Amon, what's said at the right hand of God, to see the goodness of the Lord, the tobe of the Lord. You see, it's italicized in most of your Bibles. I I had fainted because it's just not there. You know, I, I I just I sympathize with the guys who translated the King James because they didn't have Bible programs, they didn't have lexicons, they didn't have really anything other than their understanding of the original languages. And so I could see how they, they were trying to figure out how can I bridge the gap between these false witnesses rising up and breathing out cruelty and unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord. That really I had fainted is an extrapolation off of unless. And it's kind of like a word that means all this stuff has happened but as a result of it, and, and in in perfect response, I'm doing this. And it, it they focused more on the response. And one of them said, well, with all these people coming against uh, and and you know, false witnesses and breathing out cruelty, that would be that would be a challenging thing for any person. And in the same breath, the next the next verse says, As a result of this, in response to this, I am going to wait on the believing for the goodness of the Lord. So I think one of them just said, well, if that was me, I would have been about ready to keel over or to faint. So I I had fainted is, is just kind of in there, and that's why it's italicized. But for us, we need to recognize what it says in response to whatever's going on in life, in response to whatever the enemy's trying to do, in response to whatever challenges we may face that we're asked to overcome in, uh, in response to that, and in reflection of that, I am going to trust in what God is saying from the right hand of the throne, and I'm going to pursue the tobe according to the plan of God. That is a wonderful encapsulation of this verse. Now, let me talk just for a second about tobe. And, you know, when you, when you read this verse, tobe here is an ag- adjective um, form. It's an adjective. And this is the primary way that it's used throughout the Bible in the Old Testament. In fact, in, in Genesis, when God looks and he sees that it's good, and God sees the tree of good, the knowledge of good and evil. It's always an adjective. Um, it's, it's weird to, to do a study of this, and I honestly felt led to do this uh, yesterday. Um, the, the, the root of Tob is, is kind of an ancient root, and it's, it's not used very often. Mostly, it, you see it in adjective form and then in adverbial form. So for Tob, it's always either uh, f- speaking about how uh, the, the the purpose of God flourishes, which is what an adjective would do, or an adverb would do, and it speaks about how the purpose of God manifests itself, and that's it's always active. It's it's always active. And I was thinking about in, in Genesis, when it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then darkness was there, and it was without form and void, which is warfare. And we know that the rebellion of Satan separated that first and second verse of Genesis 1. But God created the heavens and the earth. You don't see Tob there, you see Tob come in after God is restoring. And, and God Spirit breathed, as, as Monica mentioned earlier, God Spirit breathed upon that and and was brooding upon the waters. And um, then, then God begins to speak about the active measure of his eternal purpose. And God says, you know, I, I want you to function in this way. I want you to be blessed. I want you to to see functionality and purpose. I want you to see fruitfulness and I want you to see health and life. All these things are extrapolations on on purpose. But in the middle of the garden, there's this tree of Tob and Ra. And don't you, don't you mess with that. You leave that alone. And and so we've talked about this over the years also did a bit of a study on Ra and was trying to find out what the root of Ra was. And if you study it, you'll find out that most people don't know where it came from. They talk about the, the Akkadian expression, which was basically the, 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 the root Koine language of all of these people that hybrided in into that part of the Middle East. And, and you can see the way it's used in other cultures in some ways, it means hear, hear hear about this. It means to destroy. It means to demolish, break apart. Dare I say, deconstruct. It means to uh, try to eliminate. And th- so, uh, raw is also a, a, an adjective. And and so, if you see raw, it's not just opposing the purpose of God. It is finding the purpose of God, and then trying to destroy it, trying to disrupt it, trying to break it apart, trying to create in some, in some ways, instead of the blessing of God based on his purpose, we're going to go after this other trail. We'll be gods for ourselves, and we'll just obliterate what God wants, and we'll find a blessing. Do you see any of that in our society today? well, you know, we feel we've been dealt a bum rap. Here we are in the greatest civilization that's ever walked the earth and the greatest economy that's ever been. But well, we don't like it. We want to destroy it. We just want to get rid of it. We'd rather follow after Lenin and Marx and whatever their failed experiments have been. That's raw. And somehow the enemy, I don't know how he did it. I wasn't there. But for that tree, God would not have created a tree of tobe and Ra because God does not, does, does not, in his heart, in his entity of, of the in integrity of who he is, he's always proactive and positive. Now, he does create darkness, the Bible says, but that's just an invitation for light. It's an invitation for the possibility of development. God does not create destruction. It's not in God's heart to do that. God's proactive, God's forward, God is prophetic. And so somehow the enemy was able to take a tree of Tob and, and engraft this destructiveness, to take the power and the, and the prospect, kind of like Demas hath forsaken me, having invested his agape into the present world, to take that good thing and to become destructive and to become uh, dis, dysfunctional and to become... Uh, to to break things up, and you know that's what this tree was. And God says, I don't want you even messing with that. I mean, I'm I'm leaving it there as a sign to you. Uh, uh, you know, to 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 know, don't do this, because you know what God God could have destroyed the enemy. I mean, in, in that without form and void, why didn't God just go ahead and wipe them out? He sent him fleeing. You know, the angels that fell were, were thrown down. Why didn't God just go ahead and destroy him? God could have like that. The angels themselves could have destroyed all those rascals. Uh, or, you know, it, it, they could have. I was trying to think of what term Joe Biden called those folks yesterday. I can't remember what it was. Some old-timey slam word. But God could have destroyed them but he didn't. Why did God let the enemy stay? For this purpose. So that God could prove the the ideal nature of what his eternal purpose was for you and for me. And that God could show for all eternity that what he originally ordained, that the enemy did not like, that the enemy detested and rebelled due to, um, that, that that thing was the best. And that man could be a joint heir, and that angels could work with that. So that's what God did that for. And if you, if you think about that, fresh on the heels of that, wouldn't it be God to say, I'm going to have this here as a memorial to tell you what should not be. I can tell you about it. I can spin stories about it and, and tell you about it in the times of our walking together. But for you to actually see it there is a reminder to you now, it's interesting, too, that that was a grafting. You know, it's amazing to me how horticulturalists can graft uh, very often one thing into another in, in plants, and they can create hybrids. Uh, sometimes you, you walk through an arboretum or you, you go to a certain place and you see a flower that's kind of really weird, and you think, man, they, they created a hybrid with that. They're hybrid types of tomatoes. I don't really, I'm not an expert. Honestly, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention when I was trying to be taught that, even though I grew up out of a heritage of farmers. Imagine that. Of course, I don't think we did much hybriding back on the farm back then. I think there was a lot of ringing of the chickens' necks and planting different things, but I don't think the idea of hybriding ever came into anybody's head. It's just what was for dinner. But, um, you know, the enemy somehow was able to take that purpose and twist it and god let that there so raw is not just the opposite of the purpose it was it was a word that meant at at its pre- presumed root destruction and breaking apart and splintering and and so here can you imagine that i don't know what it looked like i don't want to know I really don't. but here's this this tree that has the fruit of God's purpose and the goodness and then all of a sudden you see something that indicates destruction and devastation and breaking apart. It must have been a strange looking thing and why why Eve would even even looking at it, it there wasn't not probably wasn't anything. Beautiful about it, why she could be convinced to go over there and touch that thing. But you know what? There's a whole lot of people today that have given themselves over to the gall of bitterness. They find uh, wicked pursuits and destroying a things attractive. That's not just been recent. It's it's been it's been that way for with mankind. You know, you, you see in history. Why would the Huns attack and, and the different Goths come down into the most beautiful city in the world at that point? You, even if you go, uh, talking about Rome, even if you go to Rome now, you can see a lot of fountains and you know the, the, the pantheon and you can see all these things that are just look old to me, old and dirty. But um, it's like the old Tony Bennett song. Um, you know, when he's talking about leaving his heart in San Francisco, he speaks about Rome and he speaks about it being old. Um, but, but back then it was basically still had its luster. The marble was still somewhat shiny. Why would those people want to come down? They hated Rome. They wanted to, to gain treasure. But why would they destroy that? Why, why, would they, why would they have it in their heart? This is beautiful. Let's just destroy it it's just part of of the the wicked nature of man and I think it goes back to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil they're still discovering things uh, sub in a subterranean way in Rome that uh, that are just been buried over by garbage and and by uh, centuries of of destruction I, I was looking at uh, National Geographic not too long ago and they found these immense um, beautiful I, I don't even know what you just desc- Describe them as ballrooms with frescoes and colors, and you'd think, you know, if I was conquering this city, I would look at that and I'd say, this is sure, this sure beats, this sure beats that tent I'm living in with the lean-to outhouse. I'd like to live here. No, no, let's just destroy it. We don't like it. And the same thing is happening. Like when Hitler was, uh, and thankfully, this 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 rule was not obeyed by his generals. He when he saw the allies advancing he put in in Nor- off off of normandy and through the the lowlands of france he he was telling them burn this city of paris you burn this city that looks when you walk even when you walk through that city it looks like a museum the bridges and the architecture and hitler just said Destroy it all. Thank God, whatever generals were involved, I used to know their names, but I, I could recall them later. They didn't obey that, and it infuriated their Fuhrer. And so, but why is it? There's something in people that just want to, that the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? And I think it all goes back to that, that attractiveness of destroying and deconstructing and ripping apart what is. Beautiful. And the enemy did that to the perfect of perfects. perfect. perfect. Tobin Ra. So for us, though, this business about the goodness of the Lord, I believe, verse 13 of Psalm 27, I believe that's Ammon, the right hand. I, I, with all these things that are going on, with, you know, the, the host that rises against, with the enemy, the wicked wanting to consume his flesh, with cruelty and false witnesses. And, you know, in the midst of it, the, the seal of this passage is, you've asked me to seek your face, I will seek your face. But I add this caveat, please don't hide your face far from me. That's interesting. That's an interesting word in itself. But then it comes down to the end here, and it says, you know what, when I'm at your right hand, you speak about this tobe and it's an activation of of uh, you know the adjective form is for the large portion of its usage speaking about good things that come off the purpose of God whether it's financial prosperity or whether it's the blessing of the Lord or the goodness that Dennis was referencing a little bit a little bit ago. And, and God, has, God has given us his goodness. And I felt like the reason that this has been uh, a part of the past couple of days of the Spirit speaking and why he reiterated this to us is that in the season we're in, God's purpose, God's purpose, his tobe, is, is, is going to be a source of, of amazing manifestation of His blessing in your life, it's already begun to be that. And at the same time, you have raw rearing its ugly head, and you you see destruction and you see all kinds of breaking apart and splintering. You know what I mean, you you can see raw in our nation. I I think it's arguable. Now you could go back to the Civil War, but I've never seen in our history. Such an ingrained um, measure of division—the uh, desire for, on one side, for people to follow after this course, and another side—it's—it's it's just a feeling of we want change, and regardless of the the, the good points that, that are changed, we want to devise this through destroying. Uh, we want to devise this through flattening the whole thing and building from the start because we've determined that from the very beginning things were rotten to the core so it's amazing how that rotten thing produced such a beautiful thing that's the envy of the world but we just want to destroy it and and there's that dichotomy that's going on and 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 I think that the root of it is spiritual and for us as saints we need to step out of as difficult as it can be at times especially in this election environment we need to step out of that thing that is being forecast politically and on the news media and in, 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 in you know in, even in my neighborhood our little cul-de-sac um, there's a, there's a real line of differentiation between people and it's not just it's not just political opinion it's it's mindset. And, and we've got to find some way to lift ourselves up out of that and enter into the heart of what's going on spiritually. And the goodness of the Lord, the tobe of the Lord is what we should be following. We need to embrace that because it's eternal. It's what we're going to be following a hundred years from now and yet a thousand and thousands upon thousands of years from now. Because from that purpose of God comes all these Blessings. Well, first of all, that purpose of God is what we want to do because we want to serve him and bless him. That's that's the heart of us. We don't do it because we're going to get good things out of it. We do it because it's blessing our God and we're committed to following him as obedient sons. But because of that, all of these good things happen. And you could choose to say, "Well, I'm going to take matters into my own hands." And uh, I'm going to use my giftings and my callings to do whatever I want to do, and I'm going to destroy all these other roots that could contribute to my life, and I'm just going to say there is no God, and I'm God, and I'm going to do things for myself. That's destruction, and it really doesn't lead anywhere but to the pit. But the goodness of the Lord is our privilege, and I I believe that, again, as I've prayed about this over the past couple of days, there is something that God is releasing in this season about his tobe. Yes, it is his purpose. We did not miss it when when we defined that. That is it. That is essentially what it is. And you know what? I'm grateful that God gave us that definition because we were not seeking the tobe, so that we could line our pockets. We were not seeking the tobe so that we could see a cornucopia of blessing. The blessing for us was going after the tobe. It's kind of like tithe and offering. You give to the Lord what's his. You do it not so you can get something from him. You do it because it's his. You do it because it blesses him, and you obey. That's that's what our main goal is. And... You know, I, I, I believe that God is saying that we have sought after him as saints to, to see restoration of his will and his purpose in people's lives and in cities and in nations, and, and most, most importantly, according to what the throne of the Lord God has dictated for the spirit realm. And, and let your kingdom come and will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But we've not gone after the tobe just just from a, a mercantile viewpoint. Well, I'm going to do this because if I do this, all of these blessings are over going to take me. Even though that's true, that's not been our motive, and and we've never focused on the tobe as a point of of blessing for us. But what I believe God is saying in this world today, and and for this moment, is that. His goodness is with you. His goodness, his tobe, his purpose is with you. And because of that, you're going to reap uh, incredible provision. And and it's going to overtake you so that you can be a purveyor to bless. It's going to be like a fountain that overflows. It's time for the seed of tobe. That, that was planted years ago in your initial points of partnering with God to begin to bear forth fruit unlike anything you've ever seen. And I believe that when you read in the book of Revelation how it speaks of the tree of life and, and how that's the portion of the saints and how that's for those who overcome. Read it. It's good reading. God is giving that. The healing of the nations coming off that tree through the leaves that are there. We're going to see that in the days that are immediately ahead, and, and it's, it's, it's ours now, but that's the, that's the benefit of the tobe. It's not the objective of the tobe, it's the benefit of the tobe, because it pleases our Father. Now, we have to also recognize that the Ra is very much evident, and you know you've got to recognize that, You've got to recognize that destructiveness. You've got to recognize that propensity to destroy. You've got to recognize that that propensity to do away. You've got to recognize that in your mind without reacting. You've got to keep pressing forward to react only after what God is saying. So read about what David says here, this whole 27th chapter. Um, And I talked about it earlier, but there's a whole lot of nasty things that are going on here. I mean, uh, if you've got an enemy that wants to eat up your flesh, that's pretty that's pretty wicked. To eat up your flesh, yeah, that's cannibalistic. Well, David says it. I'm sure there were some ites that did that kind of thing. Otherwise, the Holy Scripture wouldn't say it. But that, to me, that's just beyond wicked. And hosts encamping against me, and war rising against me, and wicked, cruel... Of false witnesses. and It's hard, isn't it, when all that's going on, to lift yourself above the fray in the natural, wouldn't it be? You put all these things together, and you see, how could somebody be in that and then say, I can see how the translator would say, I would have fainted. <laughs> but, But to say, I am going to stay at the right hand of the plan of God, and I'm going to trust in his tobe. I'm I'm going to trust in that because I'm going to be blessed. I I say again that I think that one of the main reasons, I think there are two reasons that God has highlighted that for us on this weekend. Now, there may be others, but the two main ones are this. Number one, the statement that because we have sought his purpose as our 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 target of the tobe it's been in our definition it's been it's been our objective and we have not gone after the result of the tobe and made that our main message that that is blessed god that is blessed god you know i, I i'm so grateful that we don't have that what's in it for me mentality because that will destroy the saints. And, and so if, if our whole purpose with the tobe has been saying, we want to come after you and we want to do your will and we want to see your kingdom come and your will be done, and we as saints are seeking after whatever you have on your heart to fulfill your mysteries to see what your will is, uh, has, has initially wanted, and we want that restored. We want any corruption of its initial plan to be rectified, and we want to see that. Those two things have been on our heart. And I, I, I want to say from the Father, thank you for doing that. Thank you. But the other factor is that because that's been your motive and should continue to be your motive, you're going to begin to see these, uh, these adjectives of tobe and the adverbs of tobe being spilled out in your life. Some of you are already seeing. You're already seeing the mercy drops falling around. You're already seeing uh, blessing. And if you've not seen it yet, and I, 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 as your pastor, have grieved with some of you over the, the, the battles that you've been having to face recently, I would say to you, take heart. Because there's a breakthrough coming and you already are in that breakthrough, and when the breakthrough fully comes, you're going to look back and you say, wow, what has God delivered me from? And look, I'm a brand new person. I'm not only a brand new person, but I am filled with the, with the blessing of God all around me. And, and that, that shows then the second part of this, that, um, that we need to keep that in our mindset because raw is still going to fight against the tobe it seems to be the characteristic of bitterness in the spirit realm in this warfare which is why the enemy hates if if the enemy is if the enemy is focused on raw destruction and and breaking apart and wickedness how much do you think it infuriates him to see the tobe thriving How much do you think it infuriates him to see people who he hated from the beginning? Jesus said that Satan wanted to kill you from the very beginning. A manslayer, I mean that pretty much says it, murderer or manslayer. How much do you think it infuriates him when he sees sons of the Most High God going after the purpose of God and seeing the fruitfulness of God come forth out of that? And so he mobilizes a contingent that says, we don't like this, we, want, we hate this, and we hate anybody who is following that. And if you're following that, we're going to call you all kinds of nefarious names, and we're going to try to smear your uh, reputation. This is what our enemy does. Jesus said, hey, they hated me, they're going to hate you too. Seems I read that somewhere, didn't you? And I'm not saying doom and gloom. What I'm saying is we need to do what David said. We need to firmly affix ourselves at the right hand of God and believe for the tobe of God's purpose to be poured out. I go back, and I'm, I'm ending with this. I was reflecting on the early days of when God first began to present this movement of the saints before this house—we didn't know it at the time. We were just going after him. We were going after uh, just just to seek him and to know him and to pray in this heightened measure of diversities of tongues, and to be on our faces before God and to confirm that in the Scripture, of course, and then to glean from the Word what all that represents. What a what a heady moment that wasn't how it's continued to bless us and how it's continued to bless the world and will continue to. we weren't thinking any of these things that I'm saying right now we just were seeking after him and as is the case with any visitation of God where he's birthing something there's there's an outpouring. <clears throat> And there's, there's um, with the birthing of something, there's a visitation of God that's different than any other thing. It's just the way it is. Uh, you, whether you call it a honeymoon period or whatever you want to call it, or whether, whether it's, you know, the gestation of a baby in the womb where the baby's getting everything it needs, and there it is, it's nice and warm and cuddly, and it can kick around, and it's just drawing the very best of n- nutrition, God had us in that because we were being formed and were accepting the seed. And you know, in looking back on it, all the visitations of Gabriel and Michael and the angels and, and 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 it's still a factor in our lives. We still see these things. We don't talk about them all the time because if you really study anything about the angels, you know they are not wanting that. There are some people that would like to, anytime years ago we'd go places, people, some folks would sidle up and say, tell me about the angels, tell me about this. I'm not doing that because that's not what we want to be known for. We want to be known for serving the Father. And if you want to come and know him, come on. Take hold of the Him. You'll find out for yourself. And then if you have questions, we'll talk about it. But we're not here to entertain you. This isn't the Ed Sullivan hour, you know. We don't come up after Topo Chico. And, uh, you know, or, or whoever, the, the, the flying little or the guys that spun the plates all over the place. You know, we're not a sideshow for the kingdom of God. If you want to talk about seeking the Father, well, come on. But, you know, the, the thing is, though, that God really came on strong and girded us up and came in with, with just force. But the, uh, but the reason was for us to grow to where we could be uh, bringing his message and standing as sons. And read about what David went through here. It wasn't all him on a hillside with, with angels singing while he played the sackbutt. You've got enemies against him. You've got war rising against him. You've got wicked ones that want to eat him. You've got all these crazy things here in this psalm. Cruelty, false witnesses. And he says, in the escape of all that, what is my response? I'm going to stay at the right hand of God, and I'm going to focus on the tobe, and I'm going to see his purpose. That's who we are. And, And you know what? That is the apex of what God gave his son for. You realize that, right? He came to redeem you to God. He came so that you could accept his sacrifice and know the Father, to where when Jesus said, I'm getting ready to go, you're not going to be asking me anything from now on because you need to know the Father. You need to ask the Father. I'll be there at the right hand and I'm with you. But this is about you knowing Him. And that's our message. And sometimes it's hard. And sometimes it's a challenge. But it's worth it. It's more than worth it. Because the only way you're going to grow is by overcoming. The only way you're going to grow is by ex- Extending the roots deeper during times of challenge. That's that's where you that's where you go. I remember one time um, when Prophet Bill Lackey was here many, many years ago, he said this publicly, and then he reiterated to me privately. He said, When I see this place right now, I see God digging deep, deep, deep. And he said, I I questioned in my mind seems like you're going the wrong way, you know, or you you, you would look like you're, you're digging down to hell and these people are a grave. And, and he just kind of chuckled. You remember Bill, you remember the way he was, but he said, God resolutely said for the expanse of what I'm building here, the foundation has to be deep. And so i I know that sometimes people got homesick for those early days, you know, that some people are by their giftings are more prone to be uh, on the aggressive, to explore something new, to always have something going on. And if it's not going on, they, they just kind of get a little antsy. And I I recognize that it's kind of like the sons of Zariah, it's kind of like uh, in David's life. You know, he says, "What am I going to do with you, sons of Zariah?" You know, you're you're always trying to stir up something, lopping off the heads of dead dogs, and all these other things. Just cool it, you know. And and so, uh, but but the essence of of walking with God in His tobe is focused on His purpose. But now. As that continues, God is going to begin to show fruit from this. And so, I said we were finishing early. It's just now 20 after, and it is early. And what I'm going to ask you to do as you come to receive communion is to receive that and then find a place to pray. I mean pray and give thanks to the Lord for what He's done in your walk. in your life, and give thanks to Him for allowing you, in whatever way you have, to partner with Him and to welcome this mission and this calling that is being received by thousands of people around the world. Welcome that, and, and thank Him for it, and then open yourself to the goodness of the Lord. Open yourself to the fruits, the manifestation of Tob, the manifestation of that devotion to the purpose, the eternal purpose of God, and ask him to restore that fire, it's in you, but to, to stir up that fire within you, I, I, I do I want to just add this too, because You know, the the agape of the Lord, to breathe hard after God, is something that is an anomaly. It's it's a miracle in itself. And so often, you know, when Asthenias come in that weakness and Paul's writing about how he's crying out to God, he rejoices in that so that the glory of the Lord would come and strength would come. We've enjoyed that. It's a wonderful thing. Sometimes when challenges come, we seek hard after God on the fire and the impulse of that, of that challenge. And I, I've been through that a number of times over this year, and God has used it. But over the past week or so, I've been asking God, Father, you, you know my heart, and I'm just telling you this. I'm going to be faithful to you. I'm going to stand firmly in the gap where you've called me to. But I want you to ignite the agape within me in a way that's beyond what I've known so that I don't need a challenge or an attack or a physical battle or some kind of a need to stir me up. I don't need that to really come to Jesus. I want that fire to be in me, that agape to be in me that breathes hard after you even during the times when it doesn't seem like there's anything going on in the natural. I don't need to have that external stimulus to press myself to break through into something new. I want the agape to be, you know, it's like like when the prophet wrote, you know, these oppositions came, and I said, I'm not going to prophesy anymore. And he said, but I, I can't not do it because it's like a fire shut up in my bones that cannot be contained. Let God breathe His Spirit on that fire within you and notch it up so that that light of His Spirit will just glow through that in us. And so... That's just an, uh, an adjunct to what we've been saying. But I invite you to come and give thanks to God. I invite you to come and embrace that initial calling which is showing itself so mightily in nations and in cities. And, and shake yourself to, to where if there's anything that's encumbered that or cloaked it or hidden it, that that would be shaken off And that you would say, yes, Father, this is where we are. The goodness of the Lord, the tobe of God, it is our focus, but it is also something that is bringing great fruitfulness, especially in this season and in the years to come. Ra is having its heyday, but tobe will always outshine it. Ra will have its destructive influence and its purveyors, but God's tobe is eternal. And that's our purpose, and that's our privilege, and that's our blessing. So the goodness of the Lord, it's his tobe. And it's, it's I, I, I just go back to Genesis. Why, why didn't God use the noun form when he saw the earth and it was good? And even the tree of good and evil, it's the adjective. Because God is always looking forward. You know, it's in the doing all that Jesus began to do and to teach. He says, come along. Come along with the tobe. Commit to my purpose and walk with me. In the the ruach of the day, walk with me. Let me show you the tobe. Let me show you. You've devoted to it. Let me instruct you in it. Let me show you the way I'm doing this. Sometimes it's not as fast as we want it to be. But it's always going to be in His perfect timing. And isn't that the way Ra... Has manifested itself in the Old Testament. People called to walk with God. It wasn't moving fast enough, or we weren't getting as as quick of a of a of a pat on the back, or or some kind of a applause. Or it's not manifesting enough. We got to shake things up. We got to we got to have some kind of a of a, of, a, of a stirring. No, it's walk with me, walk with me. Tobes is, is is always is primarily in the Old Testament functional, and and that's where we are, and because you've done that, there's a season of the blessing of the tobe that's begun, and stay out of stay out of the carnal view because that'll drag you down. It'll wear your mind which is that enmity with the things of the Spirit will eat that up like too much candy at the movies. And believe me, I know what that's like. (laughs) But God is, uh, God's blessing is upon us. So the goodness of the Lord. We're going to come to communion. Let's partake of it. Let's love our Father. And let's spend some time praying in the Spirit. And then God bless you throughout this day and throughout this week. Amen? Father, I bless this time now. I thank you for this way, the way that you have reiterated what you're wanting to do. And I thank you for the privilege of doing it on this time when we're before you in communion. And I ask you, Father, that as your people come and receive the bread and this juice that represents your cup and your blood, um, I ask that as we partake of this that we would be absolutely transformed. I bless your people. I release the, the goodness of your tobe and the fruitfulness of it. And let it just overtake, overtake your people. And let it inspire us to keep pressing deeper in our obedience to serve you in your will. I thank you for this, Father. I speak health and life to everybody here. Those that are, uh, who are uh, facing any kind of physical challenge, I extend my hand to you right now. In the name of Jesus, I speak life and health to you and recovery. And in this house, I speak it forth now in Jesus' name. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. Let that be emblazoned upon that banner over us in these days to come. Meet with us now, Lord. Bless this prayer time, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's let's come. And uh, thank you. Thank you God bless you and let's let's pray